Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as always, to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. We're here for Week 9 Reactions. Chen, anything stand out to you? Leap off the page from uh, the Sunday games today. Uh, well, if I'm just being honest, there's a couple unexpected results. Uh, but at this point, they might become expected. Um, and... Yeah, we'll get to each individual game, but Khalil Mack just ripping the ball away from Drake London was like my holy crap play of the day. Like, yeah, I just saw that. I was like, jeez, dude. And that was really a big play considering how close that game was to come away with no points in the red zone, uh, especially for a team like Falcons. That was... Uh, tough for them but overall it's why you go get Khalil Mack he's a difference maker um I, I know you probably want to get right into uh the Philly Houston game that was the prime time matchup on Thursday yeah a little, Thanks. uh yeah stands out to me uh a little closer than I had anticipated this is just all I'm gonna say I think uh I did pick um uh, the Texans to cover 11 and a half points, but uh, I did not expect them to be in the game. If that meant, if you know what I mean, like, yeah, you well, know, it actually it got like... up to 14. It was, they were 14 point dogs. So, oh, yeah, no, 11 and a half. No, 11 and a half was the Jets today, which I took. Uh, I had the Texans mm. at, at 13 and a half. And uh, yeah, I, I just basically looked at it. I was like, yeah, it's a lot of points for a Thursday night game. So I just took the spread and. It paid off, but it was just kind of like I, I did not expect the Texans to be leading at any point, and they were. Um, but this is just another example in my eyes. Like, I don't have much to say. Eagles win in multiple ways. Get down against an inferior team, rally, find a way to win the game, that sort of thing. Um, ran the ball really well, in my opinion. Miles Sanders had him on... Uh, had him on Fantasy Frenzy, didn't know how I felt about it, but uh, 17 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with that. Yeah, and, feeling good uh, now. Yeah, outside of that, Damian Pierce is a stud. That, that stood out to me. He's been great all year, for sure. Probably the most steady thing on the Texans. I'm very interested to see what they do with him because a lot of times like teams who get those like you know, day three running backs who, who have a good rookie year, that they're just, like, really quick to move on, i.e. James Robinson. <laughs> yeah, know? fair enough. So it's like – and you could find numerous other examples of that. So I'm very interested because I, I think he stands out to me in terms of guys from that crowd, just in terms of talent. Um, he could be a bell cop back, but, like, he, I just wouldn't be shocked if they move on or they trade him or next year he doesn't get the same usage. It's just one of those things where it's like, I, I, this doesn't always pan out for these kind of guys. Um, and they just get That's a shorter, point. they get a shorter leash than say Jonathan Taylor might get or Saquon Barkley might get um, or Kenneth Walker might get because of their draft position. Right. And it's, yeah, it's not always uh, fair to an extent, but in the same breath, I would say they're making a poor call if they go and get somebody else. Just the amount of holes on the Texans roster. You got one thing going for you. I understand with the James Robinson scenario, it was, well, one, they're coached by Urban Meyer. So he's giving his college football insight to an NFL league. But uh, they got ETN more for, I think, the familiar familiarity of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And they couldn't go get like one of you know one of his top guys, so it was like, well, we'll get his running back. Um, 
and and honestly, I know we're comparing him to James Robinson, but I, I would say Pierce looks to be more talented at this point. I mean, you're uh, forgetting though, Robinson. Robinson as a rookie was like a thousand yard rusher. No, he does a good job. I'm just saying, in terms of explosion, like it, it really seems clear yeah, that Damian Pierce has that next year, and it's not that James Robinson does a bad job. He's just one of those guys that's kind of four or five yards in a cloud of dust, which, again, there's use for that in the NFL. Like, you can consistently, you know, stay ahead of the sticks and keep no, your he'll, average up. I, I do want to look around. something up, actually, regarding that. I'm going to look up Michael Carter's contract because I was very interested. Because I was thinking about this. I was like, what, what are they going to do next year? Yeah, when the yeah, that rubber hits the um, road. You know, they made this trade. He's on contract. On He's signed. Uh, he's not going to be a free agent until 2025. So they, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Because then what, you know, I don't know. We're getting sidetracked. But. Yeah, yeah, Robinson, uh, he'll he'll have a place in the league, but yeah, I'm just interested to see what they do with Pierce because I would hate to see them move on. I think he stands out to me. He's, in my opinion, he's maybe not as talented, but he's right up there with uh, Kenneth Walker. I think he's better than Eno Benjamin. Obviously, I think Eno Benjamin oh, yeah. is he a rookie this year? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Um, that so, doesn't statuses those guys, but. You know, he. I think Pierce is the uh, second or third best running back in this class, which now that Priest Hall's down, that moves him into the top two. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just very encouraged by him. I, I, from a fantasy perspective, might be hesitant to draft him next year because I don't know what they're going to do. But um, whereas, like, yeah. Kenneth Walker, I, I would be more confident in. But anyways, the Eagles are really good. That's that's kind of the bottom line here. Um Anybody saying, you know, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this. So I'm starting to see the takes. The Eagles are the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Mm. I'm going to read off the Eagles' schedule so far, and I'd like to hear. uh, It it was was easy from what I remember. I'd like to hear your thoughts. So week one. They actually, I forgot about this. They beat the Lions thirty-eight to thirty-five, mm-hmm. week one. Then they blew out the Vikings by three scores, and they beat the Commanders by three scores. Then that rain game against Jacksonville, they won by eight points. Then they beat the Cardinals by three. Then they beat the Cowboys by nine. Be blew out the Steelers. Handled the Texans. Now they play the Commanders. Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of losses on this schedule. I also don't see a lot of hard games either. Now, granted, right. part of that is part of that is because you know they're playing in a weak NFC. So really, I mean, outside of the two games against, well, I guess they got the the Giants twice and the Cowboys are, are not terrible. And the Bears are hot right now, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I see some I, – I'll say this. I see credence to the uh, 
not I don't think they're the 2020 Steelers. I think they're better because they've proven the 2020 Steelers were in a position where they were winning all these games and like none of them. I just remember them none of, and that could be way off by this, but none of them were really that close. They weren't winning from behind. They weren't winning in the elements. And I just think the Eagles roster is not as fraudulent as theirs, especially from a defensive uh, perspective. Yeah. But I, I still have concerns. The, uh, the Steelers, they're just not – like that That roster, everyone kind of saw the writing on the wall. of Like they were just winning games due to like Tomlin's coaching and defensively. Like everyone was like, oh, yeah, Big Ben looks like crap. He was severe. Like it was clear he was declining. And just the offense was very uh, – very just mundane. And so, again, like the Eagles, there's not like a – you know, one side of the ball is bad. Really, the only thing that's in question is their run defense. And, I mean, teams can make that work. And even, you know, like when I look at, like, the NFC, it's, yeah, I guess the Vikings, you know, have Dalvin Cook, Cowboys, they got their run attack. But uh, ultimately, we're going to see kind of at the end of the year. The Eagles found a way to handle the Vikings. And I think part of that is, you know, this the Eagles kind of are a team that, most games than not, they're up right away. So teams kind of feel less inclined to run the ball. Um, it, it's, I mean, like, it's not been a problem, ultimately. They're 8-0. They're, they're winning games, so it's something yeah. to watch. But it's not like this entire, like, their defense is bad. It's not like the Lions. And the Steelers, it was like, okay, this, if anything's going to hold them back, it's like their offense, like the entire. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. That's just that's my you know opinion for the eye test. And I hate to say this, but we're halfway through uh, with the remaining games. Can you see seventeen and zero? No, I I just think the way, especially you like you listed off some of those close games, like the three point win with the Lions, three point win with the Cardinals, teams that aren't necessarily over the top. I mean, saw like the Bills today. Like sometimes your team just loses. It's not necessarily it's it's the 17 you know, that's 17 different weeks you know across three months different elements different guys are in and out of your lineup it's just a tough task no matter who you are and so I'm just gonna go with the odds here and say no but well obviously thanks for the it's, uh, uber conservative take here yeah say, oh, no not they're gonna, be- gonna lose a game. Oh. Yeah, hey man, if you want to, I'll, I'll say this: this I'm not going to put, know. I'm not going to put my money on it, but I will say that I don't see another loss on their schedule. In theory, but I don't think anyone saw a Bills loss to the Jets. Yeah, but I would have said that they, before. They're going to lose a division game. No, they'll lose to the Giants or the Cowboys. Just, right, just it's, it's going to happen, you know. And or it'll be something stupid like, like Taylor Heineke shows up and uh, balls out. Or like Jonathan Taylor has a day. It's going to be some random fluky win. I can see like 15-2. and two. And again, yeah. that's still incredible, especially for Philly, their expectations for the year. Well, it's their first um, time, first best franchise start ever. Ain't no. Yeah. So. yeah kudos to them. Yeah. They're still rolling. Let's move on. Um, we're going to jump into New England and the Indianapolis game today. Uh, I had the <laughs> Indy because I'm a loyal loyal fan, loyal supporter at this point. And 
Yeah, it's got to be really your only reason, though, right? I mean, is this not? Yeah, like, I mean, you can go. You can go check the receipts. I literally had the Patriots picked, and then just changed my mind out of. I actually can't really explain why, but loyalty. Yeah, I guess uh, loyalty in my Man, DNA. But uh, yeah, dude, this was this was hard to watch. India's, yeah, India has always historically struggled in Foxborough. Um, and obviously these are far cry from the Manning, Brady, Indian, New England teams oh, of, God, of the yeah. 2000s. But, uh, yeah, the Patriots, I honestly don't even feel like they looked that good. It's hard to say that when they win 26-3, to but the, 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 I don't think the Colts had a first down in like the first half. It, got, it was like no, in the second exactly. quarter and Scott Hansen's like, oh, that's Sam Ellinger's first completion of the day. And it's like a screen pass, and it's like, oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, it it was pretty ugly. <laughs> it was one of those scrappy games, and just gonna be honest, I, I've not been a fan of the. I thought Matt Ryan got benched way too early, and even seeing how I, I think that playing, I, honestly, like, at this point, I think Frank Reich's protecting his job by playing the young guy and just being like, oh, we wanted to see what we had before we moved, instead of just like, yeah, like you get what I'm getting gambling. at. Yeah. Which is fine. It was, I mean, if that's the route that he wants to take, but I just not I, from day team. one, I've said it. I, I wasn't a fan of moving on from Carson Wentz. Yeah, if it's you know, and if we'd have been if we'd have been doing the podcast from... back then, you could have checked the receipts because I, I what did yeah. they accomplish by doing that? You know, unless now they're saying, okay, we're gonna go try and get uh, uh, Will Levish. Uh, Will Levis, Levish, uh, CJ Stroud, yeah. Bryce Young, one of those guys, and actually get a franchise guy um, for the first time since Andrew Luck, then yeah, I, then that's why I see them playing Sam Ellinger. But other than that, I don't know. Yeah. They're in Competitively, now. this team is kind of done. But yeah. so are a lot of other teams from what we saw today. Yeah. Yeah, they Not are. To one of those teams, anything. One of those teams is actually next up on on the docket. So uh, I correctly mm. picked the uh, upset win here for the Lions, and uh, you 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 had some loyalty. I'm a man of spite and of loyalty. Uh, you had the Packers, and uh, I have no really not much to say here other than you know I saw it coming, and I can say that. So yeah, uh, I. Fair enough. I mean, you, you did take Rodgers for fantasy frenzy, which is gonna probably bite you a bit. I know you had some other guys that kind of. What's crazy out. is he almost threw for three hundred yards. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's it, it, the the pick was there for frenzy. I just, you know, I had Rodgers. Too many turnovers. Yeah, I had Rodgers uh, under seven interceptions on the year on one of like a futures thing, um, oh. on prize picks for like. Uh, it was like a five pick like parlay, and right. uh, I felt pretty decent about it. We're halfway through the year. He had four, and I was like, mm, "All right, like you know, outside mm-hmm. chance." And then he threw three today, so I have to have him push, which isn't going to happen. So, unfortunately, yeah, it's very unlikely, and uh, I, I don't really have anything to say. The game honestly sucked the life out of me. It's like already rebuilding time I, oh. what like where do they go from 
like realistically, they're probably if they get the five hundred at this point, is gonna be great. I saw somebody say Philly last year made the playoffs at nine and seven, and they were three and six. Uh, but looking at the Packers schedule, that's that's, fine, that's not it's not gonna Philly happen. got bounced in the first round, and like, right? You look at our schedule, doesn't look good. They have to finish six and two for us to have a positive record. I don't see that at all. No, I I just don't. We see have it. the we have the eighth pick right now. Let's see how low we can get that. Really though, and crazy as it sounds but like as a gm like if i were running the team you hey we have the advantage on the lions in the draft right now exactly (laughs) i'm saying as a gm keep the advantage like it's time to pull rogers it's time to pull the plug well i think the reality is this is better quarterback a lot right now is being is coming out about things i guess the packers were inches away the very last minute, a deal for Darren Waller fell through. Um, and then they offered a first-round pick for DJ Moore. And then they got, which is looking dumb now for the Steelers, they said that the Bears' uh, second-round pick would be higher than the Packers, which is just not true. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really care about the pack. I do care about the Packers, but like I don't care to talk about it at this point. Like it's no, honestly, yeah, we can because it was it was a fifteen nine game. I mean, in terms of what happened, it was just sloppy. It, no team really. We've talked about the Lions. They don't know how to win games, but it's be that. No, I am gonna be that. Ge- the Packers have become the Lions, the Vikings, whatever you want to call it, whatever we've been bashing. For the past couple of years, we are them now. We have become to the point where we don't know how to win a game. Every week, it's like, oh, we should win that game, and we don't. Uh, so, that's for you. Special. I stopped. I stopped saying that after after the Commanders game. Hey, I'm just, if I'm siding with like Vegas and the majority. I mean, Detroit should have been, but then it's like that should have been a wake up call. We have like three red Commanders zone should have been a wake up call. Any of the New York matchups should have been a wake up call. Like, there's just too much that's gone wrong already. Could they right the ship for like a couple games? But that schedule is just daunting. I don't see it the way it seems playing. A lot more guys went down today. We're done. We're done. We're done. And <laughs> it's over. We lost. And ah, oh, it stinks, dude. It really just like it, it sucks to talk about. I don't know. And I think so we I, can move on. The reality you know, is, is the position of your realization right now. I had that like probably after the a couple weeks ago. What What was the loss? After I was clinging after the Jets. Honestly, after the yeah, Jets yeah. is when I I threw in the towel. Yeah. But uh, I've, just, let's, I've been trying to cling to it as long as I can. But I'm a little disappointed um, in one of the other teams I've been strongly supporting, which is the Atlanta Falcons, because they should have won yeah. this game. They had it. I felt it like they, I felt like they had it. And uh, Chargers, this is just a win, in my opinion. They don't always get so good for them. But yeah, Chargers or the Falcons are now second in their division. Um, because the Bucks stole the game against the Rams, and uh, the playoff vision is starting to fade. If the Bucks are going to turn it on, but that's a big if because the Rams oh, are terrible. 
Yeah, and um, they didn't really turn it on today per se. They turn it on for a drive, but right. Um, Cordell Patterson is back. Two touchdowns. Dude's a stud. I don't. I don't understand it. I'm not going to try to explain where he came from, but um, yeah, from a from a Chargers perspective, it was good to see Joshua Palmer go over 100 yards receiving. Good um, call. And then Eckler was a touchdown machine today. Um, I think he had two. I think he had two. So maybe not a machine. He's not Joe Mixon material. But, um, (laughs) yeah, what are your takeaways here? My takeaway is this. If the Falcons were a reasonably talented team, they win this game today. They're so well coached, dude. They are very well coached, and like you said, that Arthur Smith was going to outcoach Brandon Staley, and he honestly did. Like watching that game, he, he definitely was ahead of the Chargers. It was just again, like I mentioned earlier, the Khalil Mack play was a big momentum swing. Uh, I believe Mariota got picked off at a certain point, but it, it was just uh, one of those games that honestly could have went either way. So that's why it's like the Chargers. Kudos to them for getting that win. Um, and, you know, it's nice for my pick, but I still like the Falcons. I, I, well, I'll say this. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to say. Yeah, out, I know you really like the Falcons, Falcons, but yeah, I, I, I do think uh, that division is still within reason. Just ultimately, they Cordell Patterson is going to just get more acclimated, you know, as the year goes on. He's he was a big part of the offense last year. I think if they really utilize him with the vision they got going on, the heavy run game. Um, it, like, even had some power. And he was a receiver. I mean, really a bust for a long time. He was kick turner <laughs> slash receiver in Minnesota and just really could never find anything going. And all of a sudden, he gets moved to running back. And he was no, like, Ty Montgomery. Like, he's kind of turned into an actual running back. And, I mean, he's lowering his head down, trucking guys. So, if they can stick to this philosophy of just running the ball, making the right plays, Marcus Mariota is your guy. They're going to be in a lot of games, and the way the NFC is this year, they could make a playoff spot. Like it's just I hope so, so bizarre. I'm so that bought in. I just looking at the talent between that roster and like even the Packers going into the season, you can't no, you cannot tell me someone's going to be like, yeah, the Falcons are going to have a better record than the Packers. Like with a straight face, people look at you crazy and like discredit your take. So it's like, what what do I know? Like, what do I actually know about football? That's what's so bothersome this year. Like, I I feel like just I feel like an imposter. Like, I'm I'm the problem, and like among us, like I I vented multiple times this year. All right, like it's so bad to the point where it's entertaining to watch. And there's a couple other teams that are in like the Falcons column for me, but um, honestly. Like I mentioned, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun seeing these guys just kind of out of nowhere pop off these Cordell Patterson stat lines. Mariota kind of having a revival year. I thought yeah. he'd be benched by this point. Yeah, Geno Smith. I really Smith. did. Yeah, so. But ultimately, I think they're still fine. They still honestly, when a loss, look better than the Buccaneers, in my opinion, today. Um, that's true. That's, that's true. my take on the whole situation, but. We can keep things going. You know, there's a couple more games that definitely uh, need some attention. Yeah, so. let's let's talk about the big surprise of the day. And I'm just going to go on a limit. I'm going to say this. Um, 
I'm not going to say that I was close to picking the Jets this week to beat the Bills. I, I did try to talk you into it. Uh, but, but We brought up of, reasons why it was an option. Yes, we did. We both discussed it. Uh, we both ultimately ended up making the safe play. And taking yeah. Um, we basically just chalked it up, though, to, ah, to, uh, it's a division game. Like, weird stuff happens in division games. Um, but that's not for the Jets. The Jets are terrible in their division, and they have been for a very long time. Uh, I'm going to go on a little bit and I'm going to say this. The Jets are legit, and they don't even have Brees Hall anymore. And yeah. I can't really explain why other than attributing their defense. Because I still think Zach Wilson is a terrible quarterback. Hmm. They don't have I mean, their star really running showing, back. Yeah. They don't have their star running back. And... Yeah, they can have a two-headed monster. I mean, Carter and Robinson were over 120 yards combined today, which is perfect. That's what they need and why they need that trade. Uh, and then Garrett Wilson, it, it, he's a stud. Elijah mm-hmm. Moore, I don't know what he did. He just, like, ceases to be on the roster. I don't know why they didn't trade him because he doesn't play. Yeah, um, it's a, tough for him, uh, really. <laughs> but their oh, man. defense, man, I can't even – they held the Bills to 17 points. Think about that. How fast? I don't know if Very I, I don't know if anyone's fast. done that yet this year. The, the The Jets are defensively, they're there, and if if Wilson can take care of the football and be Ryan Tannehill, and not this year, but maybe next year when they get Brees Hall back, their defensive young core gets so young they get another year under their belt. Sauce Gardner's at this point is basically a shoe-in for defensive rookie of the year. I, I mean, it's like it's not even close. And right. I'm bought in. I I, I I see the vision. Got a question for you. And this might again, the only team that could really prevent or the vision that I think could actually jeopardize this happening is the North. But honestly, Steelers and Browns are kind of out of contention. So this is my what very hot take could happen. The entire AFC East makes the playoffs. The Bills, Dolphins, and Jets are into me. So I here's, think those are here's all. Something. The Jets are this year's Bengals. The Bills will make it, and the Jets look like they could do it as well. It's really just down to the Patriots. Here's something Belichick very interesting. Here's something very interesting that I was informed of today by, by a, a very, very smart source. The Bills are now 0-2 in the division. Yeah, Dolphins and Jets both. That is very significant. It is. Because the advantage that they got over Kansas City is now lost. Assuming Kansas yep. City wins tonight. Um, they're going to have to play catch-up against KC. and Tough thing to do. Now they have to play catch-up against the Jets. They have to beat the Jets by a game and then gain a game on KC to get back to the one seed in the AFC. Well, they still have to play the Dolphins again. And they're going to play the Dolphins again. The Dolphins again. look good. And they, this is all to get the home field. You know, Are the Bills going to make the playoffs? Yes, but this is all to get home field. I'm very, if we get to a scenario, I, I, and we have to go through the math of it, but and we can later in the year. Bills could be out. Just based oh, off mathematics. Playoffs? Just based off mathematics. If they go and lose to the Dolphins again. I doubt a playoffs though. And they're Owen whatever in the division. 
Yeah, they're not good. Like, they could very well jeopardize the division crown, but I'm just thinking logistics. I, I'd mean. be shocked, but mathematically speaking, if some other team shows up, I don't think all four teams, I'm going to disagree with your take that all four teams are going to make it. I don't think the Patriots have the guns to make it. They can't beat anybody who's worthwhile. They can't beat the Bears, um, who actually That's might true. have an outside chance of making the playoffs at this point. But, say, yeah, they actually look pretty good. <laughs> um, but you get my point. Mac Jones is—he looks terrible. He was bad today, and they won twenty-six to three. So, um, but three I mean, teams from the AFC East, absolutely. At this point, I, I, I think that's a lock. That's um, I think that's a lock. That's why I'm saying let's let's. It's something to watch because if anything, the end of the season is where it's in Bill Belichick's favor. I mean, he's he's got more film on these teams. He's gonna lock in on those easy matchups like they did today, and the fact they're just a pound the rock defensive team late in you know nfl games late in the year that's important um i just don't think like ravens Bengals. i think both those teams probably get in that's why it's you know i would buy i would buy the idea that the jets are going to win the division before all four teams make make it because basically what you're saying is that the Bengals, the Bengals or the ravens whoever doesn't win that division is is going to be worse than the patriots yeah, they would have to basically sit at like nine and eight, and the Patriots would have to find a way to get to like ten yeah. and seven. And based like, off be like of, a lot we'll of see, like we'll see the, tomorrow, the division but... itself in the AFC East would have to be significantly kind of jumbled up. Like the Jets almost might have to win for that to be the scenario. Yeah. Like a twelve and five Jets, twelve and five Bills, then like eleven and six Dolphins, yeah. ten and seven Patriots, that type of deal. But it's not. It's worth noting, like how competitive that division is. When for years it was just the Patriots locked in every year, yeah. and now it's that might be the odd. Well, it looks like the odd team out. It's definitely the worst so far. Yeah, there's um, I, and on the so the weird part is is the NFC East is almost the same way. It is. Yeah, as crazy <laughs> as that sounds. With the Commanders, I mean, like they they did lose today, but. Um, they're competitive as long as Heineke's at the helm. I will say that. Doesn't matter For who sure. you're playing. I, 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 you know, we can pivot to that game, I guess. Um, so, I yeah. guess, do you have anything more on Bills Jets? No, just uh, really, that's it was a result that was potentially going to happen, and I think next week is just kind of a big telltale for both teams. Um, yeah. You know, if Bills lose one pretty badly, I don't know who they play next week, but then we might have some concern because they did finish the Packer game slow, you know, last week. And um, so it's something to monitor, but yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to add. One of those just scrappy division games and shout out to the Jets for being legit. I do want to say something. This year is just shaping up like maybe this is the NBA fan in me talking a little bit, but terms of the AFC Super Bowl race right now that this year seems to be just shaping up for Mahomes like revival like you know what I'm saying like the year that everybody had written them off no Tyreek Hill like the Chiefs are just I think the walls. Super Bowl winners in the AFC this year I, I will say that I will definitely I say that but I, I just I think as good as Philly goes I still don't see them on the level of the Chiefs bills and even like it, it, you look at their schedule. It's like you could very well see like what the Dolphins are doing to people. If they were healthy, they could be undefeated. I mean, Tua, every time he goes out there, he's undefeated as a starter. Yeah, and he's I not believe. Even, and he's not even like <laughs> like you watch Tua's film, and he like there's certain throws and deep balls where it's like 
how are they winning games? Like, can you really just have that mediocre of a quarterback and that good of wideouts and have success? Is that really the only the answer here? Yeah, like, I mean, we've seen a lot of mediocre quarterbacks. The problem know. is going to be when Tua's off his rookie deal and they have to pay everybody, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a couple of years. But uh, back to the Commanders-Vikings. Um, Truth be told, I have no idea how the Vikings squeak this game out. <laughs> I really, I really am impressed. Um, this is just another testament. Good coaching, man. That is this game that last year they would have blown, and yeah, I'd agree. It's. I did say going in the year, I was like Kevin O'Connell is kind of what the team needs. Going from Zimmer, who's a defensive guy, to now a bright young offensive mind who was Tom Brady's backup as a player. Uh, yeah. yeah those Patriots, those Patriots players are uh, having success in the coaching realm. Vrabel, yep. Yeah, Kevin unlike O'Connell, the, uh, um, the, um, the coaches, the Belichick's assistants tend to not do well, but the players seem to be doing well. Well, that's that's the that's the, really the thing they're missing, though, is Belichick assistants. They act like they're Belichick when they don't really have the credit to do so. And if the players do, and even the way Kevin O'Connell coaches, he doesn't seem that way. I, I would say Vrabel is more hard-headed, but both of those guys have earned the respect as players in the NFL. They can relate to who they're, you know, coaching. Yeah. And so I, that's why I was like, oh, yeah, no, not surprised all Tennessee players overperform every year for Vrabel. We could see the same thing going on with Vikings because we currently are. I mean, I don't know if overperforming is the right word. They're kind of really reaching their fullest potential. Yeah, I mean, can, can but, the, the the question literally is at this point the one final hurdle in my mind and everybody's minds that the Vikings have to be Super Bowl favorites, contenders in the NFC. You know, in in the Eagles echelon is can Kirk show up in prime time? That's that that's the only question that anybody has left. I mean, they're seven and one. I saw somebody say this, and it's right. They're the least talked about seven and one team I've ever seen. Yeah, because I think of just. You know, it's the same kind of core of players. We've seen the Vikings over the years, and no one really is sold that Kirk Cousins is going to lead your team through the playoffs. I'd we love to see, really it. Like, see I, it. I, I would have. No yeah, I think it'd be great. With Kirk Cousins. I'm, I actually it would, like it would change his uh, kind of just his outlook a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of like, honestly, like Stafford, like Stafford did last year. You take yeah. That, you take that step up, and it's like, People. Changes a lot for your career, you know, yeah. in a good way. Uh, um, do want to note too, TJ Hawkinson nine catches for seventy yards, nine catches in his debut. So they clearly had a involved. plan. They clearly had a plan. Um, yeah. And uh, take attention away from from Justin Jefferson. It, it's that's gonna be dangerous, man. That's <laughs> it's yeah. No, that's that is a nice three headed monster between Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, and you got Adam Thielen as your wide receiver too. I guess it's kind of as yeah. steady as it gets at that spot. So yeah, the Vikings scary. As long as they just perform to expectation, they could very well make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, I have. I think they're. I, I think their defense is still grossly overperforming this year. On paper, yeah, but- I. Don't think they match up. I mean, nobody does, but I really don't think that they match up well against anybody in the AFC. Um, That's true, but I think even if they get there, the, the Super Bowl I believe is in or no, it's in Arizona. It's not in yeah. Minneapolis. That's coming up, but 
it's going to be in a dome, so that's going to help them out. They have that recipe if they can run the ball, but even like just this, just the the amount of weapons that that team has. If they're if they're just playing like I said to what they are, they could gash Philly on the ground. They could take. I mean, we have not yeah, seen but... the Hurts bad game yet. It's it's there for them. What concerns me about about the rematch between Minnesota and Philly is I think that Philly is on another level. Um, they are better shown they're so better far. defensively. I think they have better receiving core overall. You could argue now that Hawkinson's there that changes things, but I still it's would comparable. lean Philly. I would still lean Philly. I think they have a better quarterback because he helps both their passing and their rushing. Um, and I think that Philly has a better rushing attack as well. And the key yeah. one there is defensively. I think that Philly is is ahead. I, I think that Minnesota is, I don't know, they're a roster piece and a half defensively away from being a serious contender. Yeah. You know, but no Patrick course. Peterson is like a starting corner. He's like 50. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, <laughs> you he's know, old. He's so, a solid job, but he's old. He's not what he was, and that's that's kind of where my concern is. Like, hmm, you know, they have a really aging defense. I'm interested to see how they reload this in the future because their offense is really young. So, um, yeah. But on the commander side of things, man, I, I might buy a Taylor Heineke jersey. This dude is <laughs> he's so he's so fun to watch. I genuinely don't know what it is that they don't like. Why why are they not like straight up just giving him a shot? They kind of have like refused to let him. I mean, was he a full season starter last year? I believe so. Was he? Um, okay. I mean, he was like he was fine. It's just they, they don't. Yeah, they just struggle. It's, My thing is this: commitment is, over there. They struggle with commitment, and they really struggle to run the ball this year. And that's right. where it's like when you have a guy like Heineke, who's you know not a superstar but can can win you games and take care of the football relatively and throw touchdowns and move the ball down the field make plays with his feet um it's just a gunslinger you gotta have some sort of rushing attack behind him to mellow out what defenses are going to do against you you know and heineke's peak in my opinion is we use him all the time but ryan Tannehill. Uh, with a little more, with a little, with a little more Aaron Rodgers esque escapability in him. I would say he's got a better arm, in my opinion. Yeah, than Tannehill. But I still think his um, peak. I mean, who'd be a good example? Then you know, his peak is uh, Kyler Murray. You know, I, I, not as good running, but you know, I don't know. You guys get what I'm getting at? Like he, he yeah, he's, he's not going to be Tana, Aaron Tannehill Rogers. with a more live arm. Oh, yeah, that's a, a solid comparison. So you know. So his, you know what, his peak is what Zach Wilson was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, that no, it's really. Does that make sense? Zach Wilson um, on a good day now. I mean, it's yeah. I take Heineke over for, Will. I take Heineke over Wilson. Oh yeah, I think the Jets right now for their season with Bob Heineke, I think that would help yeah. them longer term. Um, yeah. Just for the you know season outlook at playoffs and whatnot, but no overall, I mean, Commanders still competitive. Again, look better than some of the uh, Packers, Buccaneers, Rams of the world. Well, they which beat the Packers. Not some, so. I'll say, yeah, it's something you just didn't really see going into the season. So, tip my hat to them, and the Vikings keep on rolling. Yeah. 
Let's move on to Cincinnati here, um, as, as good old mm, Belichick would say. The Joe Mixon game. I believe I, I saw uh, it's the second highest fantasy running back performance of all time. Yeah, and uh, just uh, you know, want to go on the record here. Sorry to my dad, especially if he's listening to this. I manage his uh, fantasy team for work, and uh, played against Joe Mixon, and of course, the guy started Justin Fields today. So, oh, that's I'm like pretty 90 sure those, points. Yeah, and so essentially going into the day, like Justin Jefferson, Cordell Patterson scored right away. So I was like, nice. And I checked back. I'm like, wow, this is already a wash. So sorry about the loss, but there's really nothing I could have done. I, I mean, Joe Mixon, uh, 53 points. He had a hat trick in the first half. He's five really total touchdowns. 53 points. I can go check again. Oh. I, I What's crazy you, is we had. Can me, you imagine me, if one of us had had him in frenzy? Oh, oh I know. That, that was my first thing I did. I ran straight to the Instagram page. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> I, I knew I didn't because I had because I, like, I had him last week. That's the thing. Yeah, I was one I week was off. Terrified. Yeah, this dude had Joe Mixon fifty three point one, and Fields had forty two point seven. So. Uh, and yeah, this guy's got like half his team left. He's sitting at uh, that's a 140. Right yeah, I was gonna well, say that's a two hundred yeah, point day. I was saying yeah, this is a uh, I believe it's a twelve man league as well. Yeah, twelve man. <laughs> so oh oh, and isn't this rich? He's one in seven. <laughs> bottom of the league, <laughs> one in seven. That is that's nice. That's real nice. You love to see it, but you love to see. It. I don't really Fantasy. know. I don't really know if this really means anything for the Bengals. You know, like we we expected them to beat the Panthers um, dominant fashion for sure. It was forty two to seven. The you know Carolina scored fourteen points with their backups in there, like it was a high school game. But um, yeah, does this does this really leap off the page to you for the Bengals? I mean, no Jamar Chase to be that explosive is nice, but I would say that yeah. It's for them to do this without Jamar Chase, even against a team like the Panthers. I think that's something for sure. Uh, Panthers shot themselves in the foot a little bit early, but overall for the Bengals, they needed a win like this, and to see Joe Mixon just really get it going is nice to see. Uh, but I, I guess on the flip side, uh, my only like takeaway and talking point for this game because the result was expected. But what I did not expect was Baker Mayfield to come in and relief and actually do a good job. Uh, it that was shock me. It's it's just it's, this is the Baker Mayfield cycle, man. This is this I is, was just about to bring it up. Gets that it, underdog mentality, goes yeah. out as a decent game, talks, says he's needs another shot, and then he plays like crap, and that's all. And that's man. exactly what he's gonna get too. And, and you know. right, just because it's Carolina, like they they don't have anything else. So it's like, we'll give it to him, but I I still don't – I think it's, like, worth noting. I think people are going to push and say this is why he needs to play. But P.J. Walker did something similar last week with the Panthers. I mean, first going to go week to week just riding the hot hand. You can do that, but they're just not going to win a lot of games. And, you know, for the Panthers' sake, they don't want to. Yeah, so, you know what, for them, this might be the best thing that can happen is they just – Get in that Baker Mayfield cycle, and they keep losing games while they're at it. So, yeah, ultimately, nothing too crazy, spectacular here. Just uh, 
Baker having his best day of literally the season so far, and it was off the bench. So he's got that uh, Russell Westbrook badge in him. You know, oh, he just needs to come off better. He does better oh. off the bench. Oh, gosh. All right, here's a question for you. Over under how many weeks um, after the conclusion of the season until Josh McDaniels gets fired? What is it? Two? Three? What I hate if I told you. I think just because it's the Raiders, they're going to hold on to him another year. Dude. I think Stanley gets fired midseason, but Dude. it's bad. If it's I was bad. a Raiders fan, man. It's not even like they're going up like seven. They were up like seventeen to zero today, right? And then they come out and Devonte Adams has like eighty yards receiving and a touchdown in the first quarter. Right. He's like a day's worth of stats in the first quarter. Yeah, they can see you can see. Oh yeah, we can utilize him quite easily. And it was like the rest of the game, he his brain just died. I don't know if he lost his play Whoa. calling sheet or. I don't know what happened, but uh, I don't. I don't. He's not a head coach. I mean, I this was. I called this before. I knew when you're like, yeah, Raiders are the division. I'm like, yeah, if they had literally anybody else with that roster, like this guy is a saboteur. He sees it is the classic Bill Belichick tree of these guys thinking they're so good. He thinks he's so good because he had Tom Brady for all those years and having the easiest system to come up with because your defense bails you out this dude has been overrated he stunk as a head coach before i'm sorry like he needs to go but unfortunately because it's the raiders no, i i refuse they're to gonna they hang on that. to him for you i refuse to believe they're gonna do that how do you excuse a <laughs> at this point it might be a nine win difference with the addition of Devontae Adams and others, but mainly Devontae right. Adams. And he's an offensive-minded coach. Yeah, that's the worst of it all. It's not, like, it's not like Mike that. Zimmer went to the Raiders and was like, their defense is way better, but their offense is not lacking. No, 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 no. This is the, the Patriots mastermind of Tom Brady's offense who did yeah. so good. Dude, get out. Get him out of there. Run him out of town. Put him in a casino and make him blow his contract as a punishment. I don't even know what I'm saying. But it, it, no, no, I hear you. No one wants to see this guy he, on the sidelines. Yeah. Maybe um, he is. It, it really, he is the casinos. He's just thieving from Raiders fans at this point. You know? Nah, he, he's he's their fan section. He's a black hole. He, he just sucks <laughs> that entire team down with him. Dude, they and won they eleven have... games with an interim head coach. Their number one receiver got arrested. Yeah. Their other Rich, coach, Rich Biasaki, he's, he's our the Packers special teams coordinator. Like that's how qualified he was for head coach. And now they go and get Josh McDaniels, and this is the result. Then they win a playoff sorry, game too. I think they did. I think they I'd beat the Ravens. Play. I'm pretty sure they did. Like, probably did. And it's like. So this is yeah, that's it, one of those things that it doesn't make sense to me. Other than like, if we're just gonna blame the coach, then this year yeah, more than makes any, sense. this year more than any is showing the value of head coaches, which is hundred percent agree. Great to see, great to see. Because yeah. I, I, you know, guys like Arthur Smith need they deserve credit, and guys like Josh McDaniels and Cliff Kingsbury and Matt Rule deserve no credit. For whatever they've accomplished in their lives, because they're not, <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Um, the list yeah. goes on. 
the frauds of the world. The, the, the credit card scams of the world. Um, yeah. From the Jaguars' perspective, I guess Needed it's a win. that win. Yeah, you needed, needed that win. That. Come from behind victory. You like to see that. And you know what else you like to see? Travis Etienne, 28 touches, 28 rushes, uh, 100 yards, two touchdowns. He's really good, man. And uh, yeah. I don't know why they didn't play him earlier. I, I really, I, I really don't. You know, I was in the uh, Travis Etienne hype squad for fantasy preseason. Just took six weeks, eight weeks to uh, get to yeah. being proven right. But yeah, I don't know if this changes their season at all. But no, right. but if they can keep getting some moral victories, you know, have Trevor Lawrence in situations to win games. And they took care of the football today. today. So. Yeah, that's really all I can ask. Just get together a recipe of how you can win games going forward, which I think they're starting to figure out. Um, no one ex- had expectations. That's like the ultimately the difference. Like if for the Jags, like yeah, they're sitting poor record-wise, but they're not trying to win at all this year. They're not strapped for salary cap. Like they can do some things next year. We're crapping on teams like the Raiders, the Broncos, the Buccaneers, the Packers, teams that like are built to go all in this year are going to have problems due to veterans getting older and salary cap issues and whatnot. And they're at the same spot. That's that's (laughs) problematic. So for the Jaguars aspects, another win, another, you know, positive step forward for them. And for the Raiders, you got to be really starting to, uh, well, definitely the coaching hire, but they just pay Devontae a lot of money. And as good as he looked today, if they can't get everything out of, that they really want out of this offense, it's a wasted contract and picks. It's another thing, too. They can't improve this roster a whole lot next year due to that. I don't think they need so, to. I don't think they, they need to improve the to. roster. That's a, the have. roster is not the problem, man. Yeah, That's... I don't know what else you add to that offense other than, like, Jerry Rice. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> And even then, they'd probably go nine and eight. Like, we got to be honest here. Like, it's just, it's a coaching issue. And uh, that's unfortunate. I just don't see how you, I just don't see how you actually move forward, Josh McDaniels, because I don't think you can. It's just for some reason. How do you look at that and say, nah, he wasn't the problem. We just got unlucky. Yeah. Like, let's run it back. That's something the Raiders would do. It's something the Raiders would do. That's what I mean. It's such a Raider thing. It just really depends on, like, McDaniel's relationship with the guys up in the front office and whatnot, which, bad as it is, but we see Kingsbury get shot up, shot every year with a roster that. No, his clock is expired as well. We'll get to that in a second. But first, uh, we got to talk about another, probably the second biggest surprise of the day Chicago and Miami. Chicago's, mm, yeah. uh, they're kind of rolling, man. Justin Fields, uh, best, second highest rushing yards from a quarterback ever, regular season and playoffs, best regular season one ever. So set the record for most regular season rushing yards in a game for a quarterback. Which is nuts. And 178. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah uh, the Michael Vick numbers. And th- only outdone by Kaepernick in the playoffs against the Packers. So, which, yeah, I'll try and just block that out of my mind. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, this is why I've been just, I've never thought the Bears should have drafted a quarterback. I, I one, didn't think it would fix the issue, but it's Fields is not the problem. Like, it's, we're seeing it now. They're finally utilizing him the right way. 
use the guy's legs. You, but he's that's the thing. He's faster than Jalen Hurts, and you see how well he can run the ball. Fields ran a four three, and you know he's a big kid. He's got a strong arm. Like they can use this guy like Josh Allen, and so being able to kind of utilize him, I understand their weapons aren't as great. Getting Claypool helps, but you saw him put up thirty two today, and they've been on a hot streak offensively the past couple weeks. The fact. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I you know, will, I mean, I I just pain. This. I gotta say, like, like just gotta get this. it out. They have a better uh, offense than the Packers, and that is that is just the utmost pain. Right. I now. will say this though: uh, this is why you don't trade away a guy like Roquan Smith. Mm, that's a fair point. It is a fair point because so they honestly, win this game with him. Yeah, it, but on the flip side, I don't think he was coming back. I, no, I, I agree. Like everything we said base. about long-term vision, I, I still agree. But it had to be done. But I would agree with you with Roquan there today. I don't think they lose by three. In fact, they probably end up sneaking this one out. And Dolphins. We'll eh. I don't know what to say at this point. Tua, Tua, <laughs> and he did this without the Tyreek. So it's fantastic. like they, they, yeah. they, they. I don't know how to describe Tua because you'll see him miss these deep balls, but then. He'll also you'll look at his stat line, and it'll be, oh, 21 of 30, 302 yards, and three touchdowns. They scored 35 points. And, like, I hate people that say, like, oh, he gets bailed by Jalen Waddell and Tyreek because he was doing the same thing last year and the year before that. Like I said, like, he – I don't know why everybody wanted to move on from when Brian Flores was there, like, when he was being paid to lose games. Like, yeah. he was good. They were, like, 1-6 that one year and made the playoffs. So like oh, yeah, he's a solid guy. Like he really is. He gets the job done. Doesn't turn the ball over, which is really a big deal. Which is ironic um, considering your to nickname. Turn the ball over. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's it flows. Not necessarily uh, accurate, but it's fun to say, man. To uh, turn the ball over. This but, is a big you know, win. This is a big win for yeah. the um, for the Dolphins. I think that it really was like to get to six and three. Um, they look good. They're in a good spot. To beat a hot, to beat probably the hottest team in the league, you could argue at this point. Uh, Offensively, sure. I think it's a solid I win. Bears, I think we all Bears expected wins. them to win, but uh, yeah, it's crazy what happens when you put two really good wide receivers out there with a decent quarterback. No, oh, uh, yeah, and just max speed. I mean, that's yeah. Love how they got that offense designed. Um, we can uh, yeah. let's pivot to some Cliff Kingsbury slander here because uh, love it. Yeah. I love I love when the Cardinals are at a point now where I genuinely look at a game and I say, oh, they're playing the Seahawks at home, they'll lose. Yeah, like they're they lost. we both <laughs> picked the Seahawks on what with confidence with confidence on what should have been a 50-50 game, and we both we only won by two scores. They won by ten. So yeah. I, I, the Cardinals are bad, man. They're they're bad. They're badly coached. I don't think Kingsbury makes it to next to next uh, fall. That's he's 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 he out. Should be seeing the door. I think he's, he's been on the hot seat way well. longer because at least McDaniel's is like, oh, it's his first year. Maybe we'll give him a second chance. Kingsbury, it's like, dude, what? You know, you didn't they even have your hot in. start this year. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's just got to be able to do more with that offense. And the fact they can't get anything going with the personnel they got. Like, Seattle should not be 
we're beating you by two scores in a division game where you, your backs are, in my opinion, kind of against the wall. Seattle at this happen. point is like the favorite to win the division. I, I don't see. Which is crazy. Well, between Sam, them and the Sam Niners, Fran, yeah, but, it's if uh, the Niners can just rip off some wins and Seattle starts to regress a bit. But Ken Walker, have to twenty-six carries, one hundred nine and two touchdowns. Yeah, he's, just, he's, he's, he's a good. stud, man. Oh he's yeah, he'll a, keep that thing rolling. He's a stud, um, and Geno is just rolling, spreading the ball around. They got three guys with five receptions. I, mean, I, say, I don't think he's had a bad game all year, I, which I, is insane. I, I don't either. So that's, that's what's crazy, but. Yeah, Kingsbury needs to go. That's my takeaway here. <laughs> yeah, no, and I agree with you. Like, the fact that this was as we predicted shows the Cardinals have a lot of problems. Because it's not a talent issue. That team is way more players in the roster that are ready to compete than the Seahawks. That's just plain and simple. That's, yeah, I can't say it any better myself. <laughs> Final game of the uh, afternoon slate. We only had two, so... Yeah, we Rams, Bucks. You want to talk about a 50-50 game? <laughs> this defines it, as seen in the final uh, 10 seconds. Um, Man, Brady, how lucky the Rams can't move the ball either. The Rams? Yeah. That's my takeaway here. The Rams are really, really bad. Stafford looks bad, man. I hate to say it. There's the issues going into this, like, just concerns going into the season. I was like, eh, what up? But Okay, yeah, this this team's offense is done. All they got is Cooper Cup right now. And we've seen yeah, Stafford had Megatron. You saw what the Lions were. Um, I understand this team is a little more confident. Competent as an organization and with McVeigh at the coach. Yeah, but they have no but future. They have nothing. They, don't. they have no they have future. No they have nothing to build on. And so, yeah, the fact they're sitting in this position, lose, really losing a game that both teams, it looked like, were trying to lose – it's not looking good. What a what a what a classic Brady steal as well. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it does nothing for me. Like that team no. is the same problems they do every he week. Threw the ball fifty-eight times today. Yeah, and for what? You need like, like for three hundred yards. And like, Leonard Fournette had nine carries for nineteen yards. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just Leonard Fournette is a way better back than nine carries. I don't know. And I'm um, starting to think fantasy really overinflates. I'm not saying they don't have all line problems, but Leonard Fournette is a, he's overinflated because of fantasy value. No, man. probably it, to some extent. It's just I don't know. He's fourth fourth overall pick and we've seen him have success in the past. I would agree that line is problematic, but man, it is just that, that was a stinker, but it you know it's bad when like this was supposed to be like the game of the week probably. You know, yeah, when well, they were like lining it up in the offseason. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is gonna be a good one right here. It's gonna love this, and no, we were all no, we were watch watching Gino. Seahawks Cardinals. Yeah, it was Gino was the highlight, and that Gino I think just sums up you know the the NFL this year. Even the week of just like the teams that won. Like Zach Wilson's Jets, Geno Smith's Seahawks, Tula's Jared Goff's Lions, Lawrence's you gotta be Jaguars. Me. Yeah, like it was one of those weeks. And so for pick wise, like I believe we still are gonna come out, you know, even by a little bit above it. We're both eight and three right now. Oh wow, yeah. So we're actually in really good shape. Well, um, we got all the easy ones. Is what happened. We both, we all got, 
We both got Eagles, Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars, Dolphins, and Seahawks, and that put us in a good spot. What would we take for tonight and tomorrow night? We both had Chiefs, and then I have the Saints, and you have the Ravens. So we're really going to make a break on Monday Night Football. Yes. Which is, hey, yeah. Andy Dalton or Lamar? I like Lamar, but you know what? The way this year is going, I mean, <laughs> I mean we we just listed off the QB winners of this week. Um, man, I mean, it's tough to analyze week to week because you you think we'd have some more teams figured out, and we kind of realize who are bad. But some of these good teams with good records, we don't necessarily know how good. I think a lot of power rankings could look differently. Um, so maybe that's something we touch on in you know, our midseason power rankings. You know, for uh, Thursday's episode. I think it's but, a good idea. I think it's yeah, idea. I think it just needs to be addressed. I hope you know that I will be putting the Packers in the 30s. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they can be, you know, in the top half for me. I'd, I'd have to put it below 16. Uh, 30s might be an exaggeration now that I'm thinking about the worst. They're, they're better than the Panthers and the Texans, but that might be it. Um, yeah, 30 might be a good slot. We'll see. <laughs> um, good grief. Yeah, any closing remarks before we go uh, we go tune into some Sunday night football? Who's your I'll, uh, ask, you, I'll ask you one one question. Well, go ahead actually. No, I'd like to hear your question first cuz I'm ready to go see Kansas City do their thing. Yeah, biggest winner and biggest loser this week. I think biggest winner is probably got to be Seattle fans given how far ahead they are now in the division. And like even if they don't technically win it they're probably gonna make playoffs which is nuts but like even then i think they still could do damage in the playoffs like just watching that team play it makes no sense but they're good like they still they're good they know how to win games um biggest loser i think it's a tie between rams or packers Uh, you could probably say the packers just because i think we're actually in worse salary gap situation but both teams can't really improve a whole lot next offseason and it looks like both their seasons are mathematically at this point even done. So yeah. um, that's all. That's my kind of takeaways. I don't know if you had any different choices. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest winners, two winners that come to mind right now are Justin Fields. He For seems sure. to have won over not just Chicago's fan base, but everybody else at this point. Because mm. um, it wasn't too long ago we were discussing if they should move on. Uh, that was like four or five weeks ago so no and it was and that was valid and it was a valid conversation at that time and that has completely yeah. done a 180 um and then the other one the other winner is tj hawkinson just seems to be in a better yeah. situation i mean you could trade it from a bad team to a contender um losers uh josh mcdaniels and cliff king's better he just is a loser so <laughs> you know what? i mean yeah. it's pretty it's pretty unoriginal but um another winner is robert sala i'll throw there to be on that in there to be honest definitely yeah a guy i think if they had a bad season would have gotten canned but he's showing why he got that job so respect to robert sala for sure yeah but um yeah as always make sure to check us out on youtube check us out on uh, instagram tiktok we're always pushing more content out to you guys and uh christian until next time till nba tuesday absolutely looking forward to it have a good one yep enjoy the games